Hello, school PR and school district marketers. This is the Social Media Schoolhouse podcast, the program for public relations and marketing professionals, where we focus on strategies to increase audience engagement in your school district. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Social Media Schoolhouse podcast. This is episode two of the relaunch pretty much episode 27 of all the podcasts that I've done. But today we are talking about MySpace. Yes, that MySpace. This blog post on my website has become very, very popular. People search, it's, it's pretty incredible. People search every day for is MySpace dead or what is MySpace? It's driving a lot of traffic to my blog post that I wrote about how to resurrect MySpace for the modern day Gen Z population. So I thought I'd make a podcast about it and talk a little bit about how maybe we can bring back MySpace to compete with Facebook and to compete with Instagram and to Twitter, things like that. Is it possible? Is it dead? Is it completely gone away? Uh, What happened to MySpace and how can we utilize that to make it better? So today we're talking about six ways we can influence and maybe rebrand and resurrect MySpace for the Gen Z population. So if Some of you might not know, but from 2005 to 2008, MySpace was one of the top websites in the world and especially in the United States. There were 100 million people visiting MySpace each month in the United States. It was the top social media network. It was sort of taken from everything that Friendster was. And if you don't remember Friendster, that was one of the first social media platforms like a Facebook that existed back way back in the early 2000s. Um, But MySpace was built around making Friendster better. So from 2005 to 2008, it was the largest social media marketing website in the whole entire world. MySpace was on top. It created people and resurrected or built the careers of Dane Cook, Tila Tequila. Better or for worse, those people really built their personal brand on the MySpace platform. A lot of people were on it. A lot of people were selecting their top eight friends, which is crazy, to be part of MySpace. It was the first sort of really social media website or a platform that really took off in the United States and became very, very popular. If you can believe it, in 2005, MySpace was acquired by News Corporation um, for $580 million. That was big back then. And in in June 2006, it actually surpassed Yahoo and Google to become the most visited website in the United States. But as we all know, or people around my age know, two years later, in April 2008, MySpace was overtaken by Facebook by the amount of visitors per month. And in May 2009, Facebook surpassed MySpace in the number of unique U.S. visitors, and the rest is history. A lot of things went wrong with MySpace back then. Uh, There was a lot of spam. A lot of just crap on the website. It went from a very simple social media platform to just 
glowing lights, buzzing icons, emojis everywhere. It almost became impossible to use and got so inundated with people trying to bring their own creativity to the website. There wasn't that much rules. People just really messed it up and it just became a place of just spam and just craziness and no set really uh, a aesthetic, as you could say. I, I mean, Google sort of took that, I think, and, you know, really toned down and minimalized the uh, what people really wanted. MySpace sort of took that to the edge and just it was crazy. I mean, like flashing text, moving icons. It was crazy. Um, but in 2008, it was on top. It actually made eight hundred million dollars in revenue. And of course, since then, that 2008 was one of the last years of its glory years. It's declined ever since. And now, according to Wikipedia, as of January 2018, I'm sure it's dropped even more from then. MySpace was ranked 4,153rd by total web traffic. And it actually ranked 1,657 in web traffic in the United States. And just to give you a comparison, last month in the United States, here were the top 10 websites in case you were curious. Number one, of course, Google. Number two, YouTube. And both Google and YouTube actually had over 1 billion visitors over the course of a month. So that's huge. Then number three, Facebook. Number four, of course, people shopping on Amazon. Number five, Twitter, which surprised me a little bit. Number six, which really surprised me, Yahoo. Number seven was Instagram. And for all you fans out there, I don't know. Number eight was Pornhub. Number nine was Wikipedia. And number 10, which is really gaining traction with Generation Z, was Reddit. And... Those were close to 100 million views in the top 10. And in 2020, MySpace only had 15 million visitors per month going to the website. But how can we resurrect that? How can we make this almost a Generation Z platform where people are really going to flock back there? Is it possible? I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's possible, but I have some ideas that maybe could make it a place where we can take the people that are really upset about Facebook, the people that have abandoned Facebook and go to MySpace. Okay. So number one, you got to find those Gen Z influencers, just like TikTok, just like Instagram. If you can find those influencers to gravitate back towards MySpace or put their content on MySpace, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs from Generation Z, a lot of the tweens and teens, maybe going to MySpace to check out what's going on. Could MySpace afford some of these influencers? Maybe, but I'm talking people, you know, um, that are very popular right now. Some of the young, maybe Marvel stars, some of the TikTok influencers, they're doing a lot of the dancing stuff that have over 20 million to 25 million followers on that platform. And now with TikTok sort of, you know, on the verge of maybe or maybe not going away in the United States, this could be a really, you know, sweet move for MySpace if they could afford it to bring some of those Gen Z influencers over to the platform and people to gravitate back to that platform. Um, I think if you find those players and find those people that might be interested in, you know, putting their stuff on there, someone like Ninja or someone, you know, that um, uh, really, you know, dances a storm up on TikTok. If you get those people onto MySpace, that could really help and maybe build the platform back up. But who knows? Number two, a daily dose of Gen Z. And you might be thinking, well, you just talked about influencers, and things like that. But I'm talking about things that really interest Gen Z. What things could be put on platform 
to really make that really, you know, pop. What's out there that people are resonating? I would say stuff like sneaker flipping or the side hustle uh, sort of culture. What if MySpace partnered with StockX or some kind of side hustling company to really highlight the Gen Z population that's really making a difference in the world and people that are making a difference in business or just in their community. What if they put that on there and then, you know, things like sneaker flipping or some type of video content dealing with entrepreneurship, it could become really big on MySpace. The platform could be based around there. Um, retro clothing, flipping, things like that, that people are, you know, really utilizing and the Gen Z is really using to flip product or to, you know, be buy and sell sell sneakers, uh, things like that. Uh, Esports could be a very popular platform that you put on MySpace. Put that on there and more and more Gen Z are going to gravitate toward that platform. Number three, make it exclusive. I would start out almost like Facebook did. Only invite certain people to the platform and build it back up. So Facebook, if you don't know, when they first started, it was only available to college students. You had to have a college-specific email address to get on the platform. It started with places like Harvard, Yale, moved to Stanford, and some of the private schools, and it moved to all universities across the United States. I remember my first time that I logged onto uh, Facebook, I had to have my Texas A&M email that I had and I already graduated, but I used it to be able to create an account. So I was one of the, you know, one of the first people of my friends to be actually be on that platform. And I used my old college email address to get on Facebook. But what if MySpace used that same type of thing? What if a certain age bracket or a certain state, or if you're a member of StockX and you flip shoes in the last month, you're the only people that are allowed on MySpace, build up that exclusive sort of way. And anytime you have a velvet rope, people are gonna to wanna to be that VIP. So you add invites, you do things almost like Gmail did a long time ago where you invite people to come on the platform and they have to have that invite to come. The more exclusivity you put on that website, the more and more people are gonna to want to join. So you're gonna build that demand. I think that could really, really work. Number four, of course, kill the spam. There was so much spam on my MySpace at one point, you couldn't even tell what was part of the website and what was just, just complete trash. So I think people got really, really tired of all the buzzing lights, the flashing music, the, you know, um, you know, you could put everything from videos to start up when people join your website, you can have your name flashing, everything to just really killed the platform, just made it too eccentric and too just out there. So I think if you sort of take a Google approach and stream a lot of that back and just not allow that on the platform, you're going to have a lot more people jump back in. People don't want to be inundated with a bunch of crap. They want to see their stuff. They want to see their friends. They want to see that stuff that really interests them. They don't want to be bogged down by a bunch of just other stuff. So the more spam you can eliminate and go back in there and just clean up the entire website, the better off you're going to be. And I think they've done that quite a bit on MySpace. They've got rid of a lot of that crap that they allowed people to sort of be creative. But I think sometimes if you allow too much creativity, it sort of gets in the way of the whole objective of what your site's about. So let's really think about that. Number five, there was a novel that came out a long time ago called Boomsday. And basically the whole gist of the novel was that at a certain age, old people could opt out and they would get a bonus in their 401k if they did this when they were younger to when they got to a certain age, they would actually have to kick the bucket 
voluntary sort of just euthanasia. And so uh, what if we put that, not killing people, of course, but put that on the MySports-based platform? You had to put your birthday, and I know people could cheat on this, but what if we had some verification process that once you reached a certain age, say like 30 or 35, you were automatically kicked off MySpace? That could help out a lot because I think a lot of the backlash that happened with Facebook is my mom's on there, my grandmother's on there. So what if we actually took that concept and once you reached a certain age, you were automatically kicked off the platform? That causes people to know that they are going to be the only ones on that platform. And once they're 35 or even 30, they get kicked off and it's only there for young people. It's only there for a certain demographic. You do that, it could cause a lot of people to gravitate back to the platform because they know their parents aren't going to be on there. Their grandparents are going to be on there. Their aunts and uncles, things like that. Their older siblings. It's an exclusive club for the young people where they can make a difference, where they can really make an impact. I think if you have those age restrictions the opposite way, instead of you have to be over 13 to be on Facebook. You have to be under 30 to be on MySpace. I think that could really work. And then, of course, just bank on nostalgia. There's a lot of people out there that remember MySpace. This sort of goes against my whole age criteria. But what if you took that concept and you brought sort of, I call this sort of the Jurassic World theory. If you remember Jurassic World when it came out, so many were pumped up that there was a sequel to Jurassic Park after like 20 years that people just flocked to the movie theater. It became the top grossing film in the United States until Avengers Endgame took that over. But then the nostalgia brought people back into the movie theater. What if nostalgia about the MySpace brand brought people back to the platform? So you play on that when you brand it. You play on this was a top social media platform back in the early 2000s and capitalize that 15 years later and really make a difference. Gravitate people back to the platform by really kicking in that nostalgia, putting, you know, some social media ads, some Google ads, some maybe even some video content around that whole thing about MySpace. MySpace is back. MySpace is going to make a comeback. Come back to MySpace and relive your glory years, if that makes sense. Well, those are my top six things. I mean, do you have any ideas of how to improve MySpace to get people back to the platform? Maybe it is dead. Maybe people, you know, have no interest whatsoever to get back on MySpace. But I think there could be something there, a little bit of nostalgia or just interest where people could gravitate back to MySpace as almost like a something going against Facebook and going back to MySpace to be sort of that Gen Z platform. Could it work? I don't know. Will anyone try it? I doubt it. But I think that you could resurrect MySpace to really bring back that whole concept and really bring back that just whole social media platform that people loved back in 2005 to 2008. Let's see. Can someone be brave enough to take it over? I guess time will tell. But hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. This was episode two of the relaunch. I'll be back next week with even more content. Thanks for tuning in. If you could do me a favor, subscribe on iTunes, listen to me on Spotify, or go to my blog at jasonawheeler.com. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I am out.